Welcome to the Party in the Back podcast. Oh, what happened? I messed up the music there. One day I'll get this right. I promise you. <laughs> Tripping straight out of the gate. That's okay, though. I don't even know if we're streaming again. Really? You don't even know if we're actually on Twitter live? Well, usually, like, when I when I put this out on my Twitter feed, a box pops up where you can watch it. Uh-huh. Um, oh, there we go. Now we can see it. There we go. Hey, how's it look, huh? Dave, how you feeling today, buddy? Man, I am feeling all all types of great. How are you today, Will, by the way? Uh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Not as good as you because uh, you are wearing no shirt today. And that is a, no shirt. That's a bold strategy, my friend. Yeah, before the show, I was like, hey, man, I'm just going to, like, n- not wear a shirt. Is that okay? And then I went <laughs> to go put on the puka shell necklace, and it busted on me. Now I have, like, 28 little bits on the floor here. i got to sweep up after the show. I'm heartbroken. Well, for those who know you, um, and by the way, if this isn't coming through loud and clear, uh, tweet at us. Um, you know, whatever. Let it, yeah, I'll have a pulled up. Let, let us know, you know. Exactly. Yeah, help, help I have it on out. auto-refresh. Yeah. Um, but uh, So Dave is a avid puka shell uh, advocate. By the way, we have plenty to talk about today for those who are just tuning in. Uh, Not just talk- puka shells, yes. yes we're going to talk about Indians. Uh, we're going to talk about supposed fire sale. We're going to talk about people saying don't make them a headline, even though they make <laughs> headlines. A right. Twister possible reboot. Um, a- an a- absolutely awesome celeb run-in. Um, mm. Life is a simulation. I don't even want to jump into that until we actually get into it. It's, a, it's, it's got some uh, video game elements to it. Um, so we got a ton of stuff. To Fireworks and all kinds of other stuff. But Dave, yes. you're an avid Puka Shell, uh, not only an advocate, you are a, a, a wearer of it, whatever, just about every day, right? Yeah, I have my flag deeply rooted in the Puka Shell um, fan base, and I, I couldn't I couldn't be any deeper in that. And I just, it's, just, it's what I love to do. I, I'm trying to bring it back single-handedly, you know? So if you see anybody else in the great Tri-County area, Cleveland area, wearing a Puka Shell necklace, you know they got that from Members Only Dave, you know what I'm saying? So... You just broke it. How the hell do you find another Puka Shell necklace? Because this is not got, this is not two thousand one any longer, or actually nineteen ninety seven any longer. How do you how do you get I, one of these things? I actually stumbled upon that one at the thrift store, so I am going to have to go out of my way and have one uh, overnighted to me, like so I can have it for the weekend. I I can't go without my Puka Shell necklace, so I really I'm going to lay down the seven dollars and make it happen. Is that what they cost? Seven bucks? Roughly, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Oh, that feels like mm-hmm. it's a little bit high, but hey, the Puka Shell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it. It's a, some looks just never go out of style, Will. Well, when you wear them, that's the truth. It's, that's, that's the true, damn yeah. truth. Um, yes. All right. looks like our stream is working, so we might as well just jump right into it here. By the mm-hmm. way, thanks, everybody, who's tuned in. I will, at some point during the show, try to pull up if we have any reviews on Apple Podcasts. I don't even know if there's any new ones on there, but I'll pull it up and see if there's any so we can get rolling with it. Before we do any of that type of stuff, we're going to jump right in. Uh, the MLB is back uh, of sorts. Uh, it's going to be starting in just a few weeks. And it's going to be a 60-game schedule, Dave. And yes. I think one of the most interesting notes about – well, first of all, I guess let's just start there. Are you happy to have <clears throat> baseball back? And, and do you feel like this is going to be a non-bastardized version? Or are we going to get some kind of mutant MLB this year? I think it'll be uh, – I am glad that it's going to be back. I, I don't know if it's so much on my radar. I know it's been so much back and forth with, you know, are they going to get it going, are they not? But it's finally here. We get 60 games. I think that's better than nothing. And I think uh, – I don't think – I think 60 games is just enough to have like a, like a, a season, you know, like a, yeah. just to see where you're at and the best teams will be, you know, I think that's just enough. And it's, I don't think it's going to be too bastardized. Do you? I do. And the reason I think that is because I think that there is, uh, I think the fact that the player is only making a portion of their salary, you're going to mm-hmm. have guys who have 
hamstring injuries pretty quickly. There's not their hot dog in it, you're saying. Yeah, yeah. sore shoulders, and you're not going to see it. My worry is that by, like, game 45, we're basically going to be watching, you know, glorified AAA baseball. And we might be doing that in Cleveland uh, anyway, and we'll get to the quote-unquote fire sale yeah. that possibly could happen here. But that that's my big worry about baseball here is, like, and I guess whatever. Live sports is live sports. Let's get it. Mm-hmm. But it just feels it feels like such a missed opportunity. They could have been playing by themselves. They could have been playing, you know, essentially a half a season or somewhere thereabouts to where players might actually put in. It just, I just don't know how much guys are going to actually buy into this thing this year. So you don't think, so you're saying like, you don't think a lot of the guys are going to just care about it at all. Like, I don't think, I I think they'll care, but I think that it's, when it comes down to, especially if you make a lot of money, um, you know, or you're in a contract year, you know, are you going to play injured and hurt your stats knowing that teams are going to use that against you, or you're going in arbitration, let's say. So you're going to mm-hmm. play injured and hurt your own stats to go into arbitration and make less money, or are you just going to – that hamstring injury, like, wow, this thing might linger a little bit longer, and then right. you're not going to make it on the field. So we might see some different players, but I just have a feeling there's going to be some of that because I think there's a lot of players who aren't very happy with how this went anyway, so they're going to be looking for any mm-hmm. reason to not be out there on the field. Any reason at all, yeah, okay. I can totally see that being a valid thing that it would uh... – affect the uh, the games, you know, and the, uh, the play on the field overall aura, you know? I hope that's not the case, honestly. I mean, I really do, but I, I just have a feeling that might end up being the case. Either way, it we're going to... It does gonna... seem like it's heading down that road, or it has for sure, but I, I, I'm still hoping for the best, though. I'm really hoping they just... They play the 60 games. They make it happen. You know, they hit a few home runs, strike a few people out. It'll be great. You just believe in people, Dave. That's all it is. Yeah, I have faith, man. It's uh, 60 games. Let's do it. Um, Okay, so that leads us to the Indians themselves and what maybe you expect for the Indians. But yesterday uh, on Baskin and Phelps on Mm 92.3 The Fan, um, the most exciting show on radio, they had Jesse Rogers on. And uh, I guess I'll put this up for everybody who's watching on the stream. Um, by the way, you can always uh, subscribe to this. If you miss part of it, you can go back and get us on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, now on Spotify and uh, um, everywhere else, Google Podcasts, all those now as well. Nice. But uh, Jesse Rogers was on, and he said they had, their headline is, Indians are a team to watch at the trade deadline, but that was not his words, Dave. His words, those were not his words. as I listen live, were, don't make me a headline, <laughs> but the, the, a person uh, well-placed in the league told me that the Indians – could be a fire sale. Now, the roster is open tomorrow. Uh, roster mm-hmm. moves are back open and, and able to happen tomorrow. So who knows if he's talking about tomorrow or this person was talking about tomorrow or talking about a little bit down the line. But a fire sale is a scary, scary term for uh, Indians fans who already have PTSD from trading away um, a bunch of different Cy Young Award winners from all the mm-hmm. times that they've um, you know they've, they've traded guys where they can't afford anymore as they, as they move closer to um, you know, the free agency contracts. Do you believe that it will be a true Indians fire sale as as the season starts? Or do you think – I think it's an August 31st deadline. Do you think it's going to be somewhere mm-hmm. closer to there, which is only going to be like 25 to 30 games in the season anyway? I know, and that's the thing that I wanted some more clarification on whenever he made those comments was like, were they going to start selling off immediately or will they wait at, until the trade deadline? What's what's their approach to this? What's their thinking on this? I, I think they will move a few people, but I don't think it's going to be a fire sale. I mean, how many – could they possibly move? Like, would that mean moving like three, six, seven players? I don't know. Like, what would that look like? Obviously, I, that has to include trading Lindor, right? Would that ha- would that be part of it, or does it not even have to involve him? Like, I don't I don't know what that looks like. Is what I'm saying. I th- I think it definitely involves Lindor. Um, 
uh, I mean, a, a fire sale has to begin with Lindor, right? I mean, I don't see any other way that it, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, they move everybody else around him, but then they keep him. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, exactly. And here's my worry about the – they're already – so there's either going to not be fans or the fans are going to be limited in capacity when they come to the stadium. And mm-hmm. it was only 60 games anyway, which means they only get 30 home games. So I think <clears throat> the Indians will take this um, – and this is just maybe me being a pessimist about um, – a pessimist about uh, the Dolans as a whole is they will look mm-hmm. at this and uh, say, all right, from a business strategy standpoint, let's limit our losses. And right before this season is the best time to trade Francisco Lindor because it can't hurt the attendance all that much anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause the people who yeah. go to Indians games are probably going to go to Indians games either way. And I think people are really sour on the fact that Lindor is going to get traded. Um, I think if the Indians were in it and this is an exciting short season, people would be going out to the games and I think mm-hmm. Terry Francona is the type of manager who's built for a sixty-game sprint. Um, especially mm-hmm. if they I do st- feel good about that. Yeah, Having Tito in this, yeah. If if they start yes. hot, if they start hot, and Francona doesn't have to try to move away from his uh, veterans, which we know he he likes to take time to do, maybe more time than some people like, then mm-hmm. I think the Indians are built for this. But I just don't know if they're gonna have the players to do it because, from just a business standpoint, why would you not say, all right, the least amount of loss we can take. Uh, PR wise and ticket sales wise on Lindor is doing it now. Let the sting wear off over the 60 games. And then we just start fresh next year. And we're, we're talking about a whole new batch of players. That's my word. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and we, what we'd be left with what, like Greg Allen and Tyler Naquin for 2021. Yeah, 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 basically. I mean, I, I would watch that brand of Indians baseball. Let's line them up. Let's go. I mean, I, I'm just really hoping uh, whatever that I trust the Indians front office, you know, whatever they decide to do moving the players, you know, they've proved time and time again that they, they can make these moves and make them successful and set themselves up for the future. Well, and that's the other side of this this argument is I and I trust the Indians front office as well. I don't mm-hmm. I don't trust the Dolans, but the, the the Dolans are operating a business within the parameters that they want to make money, right? And if right. we're, we're going to take them at face value and say, okay, they're not making money with the way this business is run, and that's why they have to sell off the players when they do. You know, that's an argument for another day whether or not I actually believe that. But if we take them at face value, then the front office mm-hmm. has done a fantastic job operating within those parameters. Yes, they have to sell guys off. They have to trade them away for value. But they get the maximum value that they can get out of them. You know what I mean? So yes. if you want the maximum value out of Francisco Lindor, the best time to trade him, Dave, is like Friday or, the, or in the next couple yeah, of weeks like, before the season starts. Let's make a few, let's make a few splashes. Let's, let's go. Like right out the gate, you know? So if you had to choose between a 60-game sprint to a finish with Lindor all the way, um, knowing that your team probably isn't as talented as some other teams and it's going to have to go through more teams in the postseason because they're expanding it to, what, 16 teams, I believe. Um, Wow, yeah. So knowing you have to go through more teams and your team probably isn't as talented as others and you know you're probably not going to make moves at the deadline to acquire any type of talent, would you Mm -hmm. rather keep Lindor and make that sprint or trade him before the year, get it out of the way, and just let the young guys play the way they will? I'm moving them before the season. Just like let, let let the young guys come up, let them see what it's all about for 60 games. Yes, and who and like it, again, I still wouldn't feel bad about where the Indians would be if they did move Lindor because really? they do have so many young arms and just young talent. Yes, absolutely. For of this course, season, they're undoubtedly for the future because for the future, this season they... and the this season and the future. I mean, they they just I feel like uh, I feel like uh, Tito has that you know next man up mentality, and if they're if he plugs them in, they're gonna. They're going to perform, you know. Well, the good thing about I feel like this, this is, happened in the past with them for sure. And and bats uh, tend to take a little bit of time to come around. You know, hitting isn't always at its at its peak during spring training or even the first couple months of the season. Mm-hmm. So pitching could dominate, and the Indians, if they have a healthy rotation, have a very dominant 
uh, staff. So who knows? I mean, this could be the type of season that could really benefit them and a manager who could uh, really take on that that load. And um, I, he coaches every game like it's wor- Game Seven of the World Series. I think I saw Nick Fink, former producer over at ninety two three, tweet that the other day, and it is true. I mean. Yeah. And you're, every single game, you feel like Terry Francona is doing everything he can to win that game, which is what you want out of your manager. Um, mm-hmm. the, the only place, like I said, that there could be some, I, and I've, and that's really where I've seen a lot of people uh, um, have gripes with him over the years, is that he sticks with vets too long. Where if they don't start off this year, this year hot, that could really, really hurt him. This is a year where that's, you got to try it out. True. If it doesn't yes. work, you got to switch and you got to keep moving. You know what I mean? And I think he knows that. I think he knows what's going on. It's a different kind of a uh, set of circumstances, a different kind of challenge for him, Tito. I'm talking about, excuse me, he's talking about for this uh, 60 games. You know, it's like a whole different kind of approach to the, quote, season. I think what an interesting part of this, and maybe not a lot of people have thought about as well, is from pitching staff perspective, and this could really be how the Indians decide they're going to play this year. You mm-hmm. know, we the, they're going to take a little time to ramp up how many pitches these guys can throw early in the season, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Which is the way it always is. But once they get their arms stretched out and they can go full, this is only a 60-game season. You can right. let guys throw 120 pitches. I mean, if they're having a good game, what the hell are you taking? Why not them? more? Yeah, exactly. exactly. I mean, we, this might go back to the olden days of baseball where guys See, I didn't threw think about 200 this. pitches. Yeah, I mean, you have nothing to save them for. I mean, you don't a really want to kill a guy's arm. Pitch. Yes, yeah, exactly. why not? A guy like Trevor Bauer can do it. I mean, he's not on the Indians anymore, but he's always claiming yeah. he can throw as many pitches as he wants. But there's got to be other guys out there who'd be like, yeah, let me keep going. What the hell does it matter? As long as you're not getting lit up, I don't see what's the problem. You know, you're right, especially under 60 games. Yeah, let them go. What are you going to get? 12 starts? By every starter is going to get 12? Tops. Yeah, I mean, tops. And there's like no days off, so you can't really. You're not going to get, uh, you know, be able to skip the fifth starter and come back to the. First. I mean, literally, everyone's going to have like 10 to 12 starts all year. Mm-hmm. By the time they get to their fifth start, let these guys throw 200 pitches. Why not? Just let them rot. Yeah, let them go. <laughs> What's the problem? What are you saving them for? Exactly. Well, I mean, it's also it's not our arms. We don't have to worry about well, arbitration still, yeah. or, or the yeah, next yeah. contract. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So anyway, the, uh, I'm just excited baseball will be back. We get to. I mean, are we going to get to go to the stadium and actually eat a hot dog and sit outside? That's the next question, but I think that's... I just want to be outside when it's hot, and I want to have Tom Hamilton on the radio, and I want to have it live. Him and Jim Rosenhaus, I want to fire it up, and I want to be, I want to be in my car driving somewhere to pick up some food and be able to turn them on. Like, I want to hear that, you know? I completely agree. There's, there's one thing that summer has missed so far. I mean, we've had some beautiful weather. Is Tom Hamilton uh, bitching about afternoon shadows and... Uh, bitching about guys taking too long outside the batter's box. Like we need. That we was need always his... the best about those afternoon games oh, when there was the a lot of downtime. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah, he's hilarious. You can tell when Hammy does not really want to be there, and it's the best broadcast <laughs> possible. Um, speaking of uh, not wanting oh, something, uh, there's a lot of people out there angry right now, Dave. A lot of people what, what are angry. Up and why are they angry? Well, what, the world, what happened this time? The world is contentious right now, uh, uh-huh. and we all know why. It's because there's yes. a Twister reboot coming. Oh, here we go. I mean, first it was Bill and Ted, and then now we have the goddamn Twister reboot. What is going on? You're not happy about this, are you? Well, but, So if the people know out there, Twister reboot in the works at Universal with Joseph Kaczynski, who um, he's going to be the director, and I believe he did the new Top Gun, which I did not mm-hmm. see. Did that even come did out yet? I not see that. I don't even. I, it's totally off my radar. I didn't even know there was another Top Gun. Yes, Top Gun Maverick or something. I don't know. I didn't. <laughs> I got to tell you. To, before These we movies get, are just like parodies of themselves at this point. Yeah, I mean, come on, Top Gun Maverick. Conver- before we get into the Twister conversation, to me, Top Gun is an absolutely 
one of the cheesiest movies ever. One of the better cheesy oh, yeah. movies, but it is so cheesy if you go back. Oh, and yeah. Even by 80s standards. I mean, even then, I'm, I'm sure they were like, all right, come on, guys. You know? <laughs> we talk all the time about the volleyball scene, the shirtless volleyball scene, which, by the way, it looks like you're auditioning for right now. I am. You know, if I, yeah, and I, I just got to go work out my high fives. It, we talk about that, but the, when he's riding the motorcycle, like mm-hmm. that scene with the music <laughs> and like the lighting and everything is one of the cheesiest damn scenes of all time in cinema, <laughs> cinema history. It's um, great, though. That's why I love it. Uh, but I digress. Uh, are, are you angry about a Twister reboot? You don't like this? Well, here's the thing. I, I really don't. I never, ever think about the movie Twister, not even once. You know, so like I really don't care that they are going to reboot it or remake it. But now that I know that they're doing it, it's a little upsetting because it's it's like why that's that's where i'm coming from why why even bother but then again i don't care because i don't do you ever think about the movie twister tell me oh i will tell you i actually watched the movie twister last week and i don't (laughs) know why necessarily Um, okay i i I turned it on it was one of those movies where you turn it on really late at night uh jenna and i were falling asleep and i just turned it on Mm -hmm. just to have something to fall asleep to Mm -hmm. and i forgot just how (laughs) that movie is pure cheese as well um, yeah, I mean, the, there's a ton of great actors in it. The premise mm-hmm. is good. the 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 CGI effects are what they are. It was the era, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It was like the era of like Men in Black and like just like the mid '90s in general. Yeah, yeah but the but the rivalry between the two like weather vans or whatever you would call them, the you know the twister chasers, <laughs> yeah, the storm chasers uh, between mm-hmm. the rich guys and the poor guys. I think that speaks to many Americans. But I tell mm-hmm. you what, it doesn't hold up very well over the years because it just. I don't know, man. I was watching. I was like, this movie is really, really bad. So I don't really. <laughs> and here's what I don't get about people get mad about remakes. You being included in this. Okay. You just you just touched on one of the points is that most of the time you don't even think about that movie ever. And then you get mm. angry when the remake comes out, which makes when no sense. When I find sense. out about it. Right, exactly. No sense to me. Yeah. So that's the first thing. Well, I, it, that's, that's very valid. I mean, I can at least admit that, okay? That's true. Well, you're self-aware enough. But there's Twitter yes. filled with people who are not self-aware who don't oh, understand no. how ridiculous that is. No, no. The second is, they don't get rid of the old movie. It's not gone. It's still there, yeah, you can exactly. watch it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I can tell you right now that they made that new Karate Kid with Will Smith's son, and I mm-hmm. never watched it, mm-hmm. and it did not affect the fact that the old Karate Kids were there. I've watched the old Karate Kids since. Also cheesy yeah. 80s movies. <laughs> Put them in a body bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't affect it. I mean, I'm still able to go back and watch the ones I like, so I understand why everybody's so angry about it. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just more or less. Uh, I mean, it's just annoying because, like, who are these people who are watching this movie? Do they not know that the original exists? Why don't they watch the original? Do they just want to watch the old movie with Will Ferrell in it? Somebody a familiar face that they know. Like, what's going on here? What's the dynamic? What angle are they trying to work? I see. The thing that I, I there have been some remakes that have been better than the originals. Um, okay. Do you at least do you know like I the only like, one I can think of off the top of my head, and I probably should have thought, done more research on this, but the one I can think of off the top of my head right out of the gate, and this is and this is coming from someone who thinks the original Halloween is one of the best horror movies of all time. Mm-hmm. The Rob Zombie remake is is better in my opinion. It's uh, pretty good. It's pretty at least, brutal. At least holds up to the to yeah. the to the old one. Um, I think that I saw that one in theaters. It, it, that definitely was very good. Well, sure. and to me, I think people going insane is like one of the scariest parts of scary movies. And them mm-hmm. showing the the boy slowly going insane instead of it just cutting from he's a boy who gets put in the mental hospital. Boom, he's an adult that escapes like the old one does. You know, right? They give you a little bit of a little bit of backstory. Yeah, it's showing him putting on the mask, detaching himself from reality. To me, that's scary. So there's there yeah. have been some remakes out there that have been 
as good or better than the original, or at least at least held up to the original. Right. Yes. Um, do I expect Twister to? No, of course not. Not not in a million years. Um, right. Who who should they cast? Uh, as was it Meg Ryan? Meg Ryan is the woman in Twister, right? Yeah, I mean, I always get her confused with Jodie Foster. I don't know why, but um, uh, <laughs> who should they get if, for for the? No, it's who Helen they Hunt, get? who's also the exact same woman as those other two. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, it's an easy one to. Wow, who who would have thought? I don't know. Um, Bill Paxton was in that movie too, right? Bill Paxton, yeah. Rest in peace. Okay. Yeah. And who was the other? Oh, Greg Kinnear. Who's the other guy in the, in the movie? Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman was in it. Okay. Alan Alan Ruck was in it, who's a great actor as well. Oh yeah, he's from, from Parma, Ohio. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's from yeah. Parma, Ohio. I, I think he is. Yeah. Hold That's on, the guy man. from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, right? Yes, he's from Parma. I didn't know that. He's Cameron. I think I think he is. Let's see here. He's sixty three, which makes me feel old because I always liked him. I used to watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off every time I skipped school when I was younger. I stayed home. Oh, sick. of course. Of course, yes. Yeah, I watched Animal House. Oh, that's a great movie too. Yeah. Right. So did they did they ever remake Animal House? I don't think they ever did. No, I don't think that anybody's ever touched on it, you know. That one I'd feel it would be a little sacrilege. And I also feel like enough time has passed where nobody's gonna be like, you know what, we finally get to do Animal House remake. Let's go. You know, like there's been I don't think they need to because there's been so many other movies that like that, you know. Like why don't they just remake Van Wilder at this point? It's been nineteen years. Go for it. Van they just make a uh, sequel to it. Van Wilder was awesome. Yeah, it was good. Just remake the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know what's a really <laughs> underrated movie, since we're just randomly talking about movies like that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, PCU, one of the greats of all time, in my opinion. Uh, yes, like, uh, Jeremy Piven, right? Yes, Jeremy Piven. Um, Pre-new hair. It was when he was bald while he was young, uh-huh. and now he has a full head of hair when he's older, which I respect. Uh-huh. He got but, that those Bosley implants. Yes, he got those Bosley implants. <laughs> but what is, it was the movie where they start their own college. Oh, Accepted. Oh yeah, Except yeah. The guy hilarious. isn't that the one? Yeah, I, I keep there's there's so many college movies like that that I keep getting. You know, um, uh, I, I I keep thinking about that. There's like Dead Man on Campus. There's um, uh, Slackers. There's just a ton I, of oh, like. Uh, how about Hackers? They should redo Hackers. That was a great Hackers. Movie too. I mean, okay, I don't know about it. Let's not get carried away here. Let's just let's focus on Twister first, and then we'll get the Hackers. Okay. All right. Speaking of <laughs> things that no one should ever remake, no movie should they should ever remake. Um, yes. Our own Mac Wilson. This is actually a little bit old, but we've wanted to talk about it for a couple weeks, and we were off for a couple. I weeks saw ago. this photo. You sent this to me, and I don't. I didn't quite place who the person that he ran into was. Can you talk about a little bit about this photo? And what's, yeah. What's so going I'm going to show the people out there right now. So Mac Wilson, who plays for the Browns, linebacker, who obviously mm-hmm. they need to have a big season uh, because they didn't really shore up that linebacker spot as much as many people thought they would. He is tweeted a out a picture of him and a little person in a CVS pharmacy, and it says, yes. "I hear someone say." Young man, you'll grab this off the shelf for me as a question. I turned and looked and knew exactly who it was and then asked him where Miss Parker's ass is at. Hashtag legend. So you don't know who this is or even when he references Miss Miss Parker? Miss Parker. You don't know who this is, I, Dave? I do know who it is now after I thought about it, but I didn't uh, it took well, me a while okay. to like really register. I didn't like I wasn't like, oh yeah, definitely. You know, like it's, I had to think I was like It's Mr. Parker from Friday. Friday, yes, exactly. Which they made too many. I didn't even know his name. I didn't know his name, by the way. I didn't know his character's name. I just recognized him from the movie. Yes, I mean he was Miss Parker, who wore the Daisy Duke shorts, was watering her lawn. Yes, Uh, it was her husband, and he catches her cheating with uh, Bernie Mac. Bernie uh Mac is the is the (laughs) Reverend, and he comes up trying to smoke the weed. Let me get a little bit from a cataract. Um, That's Tony Cox, who's the actor, by the way. Tony Cox, yes. He was in in Bad Santa. Bad Santa, yes. Great in Bad Santa. Hilarious. Mm -hmm. He was in Spaceballs, another good movie. Was he really? Yeah, he was in Spaceballs as well. So Tony Cox has had some some, uh, 
uh, pretty good. You know, he's got some pretty good movies under his belt. But an illustrious a, career. Yeah, yes. and we're not here to break down Tony Cox's IMDb page. <laughs> but I did want to ask you, if you could have you could a random... That show. Because that's about as random of a celeb sighting as you could possibly have. What would be the, the most random one you'd like to have? Like, what would be... Where would you like to run into him at? Who is the person you'd like to run into? I want to run into Nicolas Cage, just like, you know, randomly somewhere. And I want to be like, hey, man, like, you're awesome. And like, we you know, wild at heart. And he's just like, you know, I'm so picking up. You know, like, he just like talks to me like he's like, you know, like in his Nicolas Cage voice where like he's, he's unbothered by the fact that I recognize him as Nicolas Cage. And he's wearing like outrageous sunglasses, a crazy outfit, you know, <laughs> not even trying to hide the fact that he's Nicolas Cage. I think I think Nicolas Cage <laughs> is fantastic. I think uh, that's yeah, a- I would love to see him just out and about living his life. You know, I think that is a great one. Um, mm-hmm. I was I was talking uh, or I was thinking I would like to run into and I don't even know if these guys are alive anymore. I'd like to run into Nil- Millie Vanilli. Really? Would you pick? Would you be able to recognize them at this point? Like, if cause they're obviously older now, like, would you be able to be like, oh yeah, you're definitely Millie? No, because I don't recognize Vanilli? like I don't recognize anybody, <laughs> so there's zero okay. chance that I would ever recognize them. But if I did recognize them, they would have to be dressed up exactly like they were back in the 80s or whenever. Because they're 90s. trying to get recognized. Like, hey, it's 2020. We're, we want to be recognized. It's Millie Vanilli, we swear, okay? Exactly. That would be like yeah. the, the whole thing would have to be. They would have to, um, yeah, I mean, they'd have to literally be dressed up like Millie Vanilli. Like, that's that's what they'd have to be dressed up like. Uh-huh. Um, but... I would like to run into them at like a golf course. I feel like really like and you're then, golfing and like they're golfing in front of you or whatever, and like they let you play through because they're taking forever. Not even let me play through. I want <laughs> Millie Vanilli to have them each be in their own cart, and one uh-huh. of them to be like, "Oh, we need we need two more," and like, "Well, I'm just me," and they let me jump into their foursome. <laughs> Uh, or maybe it's Millie Vanilli and like their old manager, just to hear the uh-huh. stories about their career because that's got to be absolute insanity. I mean, of course, you'd have to ask if you were there, right? Like, like how long would it take before you started asking questions about that after you met Millie Vanilli? Like, you'd be glad that you're hanging out with them, you're tagging along, and you're having a great time, but you don't want to come off and just ask it right off the bat, right? Like, so how much time do you let pass? Like, what's that process like for you? Three holes at least, or at least Three. a couple, couple beers. I think is really what really would be like a couple beers once I get like the liquid uh-huh. courage in me. Because you don't, they're like a squirrel. You don't want to scare off Millie Vanilli. Right, and it, but here's the thing: if they mention it first, it's like, man, we're so glad you're not asking about all that old shit. You know, like they, you know, but that's when you got to go all in on it. You know, yeah, right? Because like, like they well, mentioned it. Let's get it yeah. out of the way here. Why don't we just? Get you know, what? it's funny you mentioned that because I kind of want to ask you a few things. Thirty thirty second, just give me the breakdown. What that was like. Uh, we need a. Has there ever been a Millie Vanilli movie made? I feel like there was. <laughs> I need Jamie feel... Foxx to play both uh-huh. Millie Vanillis. <laughs> <laughs> like how Eddie Murphy want... played the whole family and uh what is it the Nutty Professor? I need uh-huh. yeah exactly. I would love to see that man. Like that would be a really good one, you know, especially if they were playing both roles, Millie and Vanilli and the manager. <laughs> what um I think they tried to put out a song a couple years ago and it didn't go so well. But I Really? Yeah, I can't even believe that even ever got on your radar. Hey man, you know you like... got to get to keep up with the <laughs> culture. <laughs> I, I'm gonna make sure I go turn on all all the uh, my Google alerts for Millie Vanilli. So I'll make sure I, I I keep everybody abreast on anything late and breaking for them. Okay. Set up your Spotify that if they they yes. do, they do anything, you're uh, you're mm-hmm. there to, and you know about it. All right. That's uh, right. I want I do want to bring this up because it's a really interesting story to me. Um, I so sports have been gone for a while. There has really hasn't been there has been live sports now, but it's like NASCAR, golf, mm-hmm. team sports have been gone for a while. Mm-hmm. 
whether you love them or hate them, <clears throat> really the kings right now in sports content is Barstool Sports. I mean, they just right. are. They, they, They're everywhere. They, they, are, they are the kings in, in content. It's just the way it is. Um, mm-hmm. Big Cat, who in my opinion is, is one of the best at Barstool Sports, uh, is one of the hosts of um, the PFT. Or not, well, he's with PFT. With, uh, Co-host, par- yeah. Yeah, pardon my take. Uh, podcast, which is literally the biggest in the world. Them, Joe Rogan, uh, they're all right there at the top. Mm-hmm. So he decided he was going to start playing NCAA 14, which is one of the most popular video games of all time, right? That's the football one, right? Yes, it's the football one. It's the last year they made the NCAA video game. Gotcha. They took it away because no one, uh, they can't, you know, they had to pay players for their likeness and all that stuff. People were hoping that we might get that video game back, uh, but as mm-hmm. of now, there's, there's no word on that. So he decided he was going to start live streaming him playing ncaa 14 on twitch and he was going to be make his own coach and start running through programs and seasons well i think this thing has taken out of life way bigger than he ever thought it would um about mm-hmm. a week and a half ago i watched him play a national championship game and i think there was something like seventy-five thousand people watching him at that point stream wow um, which literally is like ninja at his height when like fortnite would as is at its height ninja was mm-hmm. pulling you know somewhere in the 70 to 100 000 people a stream so that, i mean this is like legit high-end level streamer numbers, 100,000 people watching right. him play a video game. Right. Um, he switches between schools every season. And Dave, I don't know if you've kept up on this, the schools all now tweet at him. So he'll, when he's looking really? at the school, the schools, literally the actual colleges will start tweeting at him on Twitter to come. Hey, use us. Yeah. And then, and <laughs> That's then he, awesome. he signed with Tennessee. Uh, last time when Tennessee won national championship was 1998. He started the feels like 98 thing. And uh-huh. it started trending nationally on Twitter. Uh, they went on, I believe they ended up winning a national title in his video game. I'm talking about this like it's real. Right, like, yeah. But but I'll, I'm going to throw this up on the screen for people here. He's now coaching at Toledo this season. Okay. And he made this guy Coach Duggs. It's this big fat coach. <laughs> and he, he, goes, he likes to put up 50 burgers on people. But this is a tweet uh-huh. from uh, where they played the Chippewa, Central Michigan. This okay. is from the actual football program at Central Michigan. Well, that was fun okay. at Coach Doug's. We thought we had you trapped for a minute. Well, Coach game. Good luck the rest of the way. Don't worry, Chippewa fans. We've got the real results for you in the thread. And it's uh, they have like the score of the game. And this is from an actual college football program. Now, what's tweeting happened? at him about a video game? Yeah, with a picture of Doug's in the tweet. <laughs> this thing is taking on a life of its own. And now I get part uh-huh. of this is just relating to younger kids because younger kids love barstool sports, right? Um, and it helps with recruiting. But I actually just the other day was on Twitch because I'm a nerd and watch people play video games sometimes during the day because I'm feeding up for mm-hmm. sports. And I was scrolling. It's what through. you like to do. Yeah. And I like to go through and find like really good kids who nobody's really watching. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like the, the you like going down to the Lake County Captain Stadium and watching a picture. Exactly. Yes. Good, right. And I'm scrolling yeah. through like the really low watched feeds. You know who I found with only 200 people watching him play Fortnite? What's that? Bryce Harper. Bryce, really? Bryce Harper is on their streaming Fortnite with like 200 people watching him. There's you like, think the name Equity alone would get him at least 500, you, you know? You think. Uh, yeah. Stipe uh, plays Fortnite uh, and, and other Battle Royale games on there. And he gets, you know, between 500 and 1,000. I've seen him have a couple thousand from time to time. But what mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you, Dave, is this is now becoming part of pop culture is these online, online gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wondering... As kids, like my son's age who is 11, um, even my brother who's 10 years younger than me that have kind of grown up with gaming be a part of the norm and not like, I'll oh, quit sitting in the basement playing video games all day. Like kids are now making millions of dollars. Right. Like that's okay to do. To, that's okay to do. Exactly. Do you think that's going to be, become 
part of the real sports realm, like where you know hockey, basketball, baseball. Do we are we going to see e gaming break up into that stratosphere, or is, or, or is it never? Is it always going to be kind of a fringe thing? I think it'll always it'll, it'll be a fringe thing for a lot longer. But now that it's it's got to where it's at, I think it'll only keep going up, up, and up. You know, so it'll be more and more and more a part of like, you know, like they'll, they'll they might show it might get to a point where like they'll take it so seriously they show like highlights of it on Sports Center or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like just real quick, I think it's getting there, but it's going to take a little bit more time. Like they've come a long way, but they they can't stop just yet. If, well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and and most of the eyes on li- on sports right now, especially on something like Sports Center or on live sports, are older. Mm-hmm. Uh, younger kids exactly. are watching live sports. They're watching clips of sports, and that's mm-hmm. what you know. That's really been the conversation now in sports media: is how do we connect with those younger viewers who are, excuse me, watching on YouTube and they're watching on TikTok. And they're watching, mm-hmm. you know, they're watching these things that they can consume in small bites instead right. of full games. And, and I know it's tough exactly. for, for me to get my son to sit down and watch a full game with me unless the game really means something. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as as mainstream sports struggle to find traction with those younger viewers, I think that's really the opportunity for some of these e-gaming uh, to really uh, like rocket, yeah, 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 to really come up because as those kids get older, their dollars are going to be allocated. I mean, they're close to being in the eighteen to fifty four, which is where everybody's trying to, you know, everybody's trying mm-hmm. to get those those eyeballs. Those kids mm-hmm. are all watching games right now, or they're watching highlights. They're not watching live sports. And I, I got to be honest, especially with the way MLB just handled all this, I don't know if that the MLB is getting any of these young kids to watch anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they've definitely, for as far as the MLB is concerned, I think they've the damage is done. It was it was happening even before the season. They were losing viewers. Uh, and like they just or not uh, just fans in general the yeah. product you know like I, they're not even on my radar so i mean i love the major league baseball but i'm still a little bit turned off by everything that's happened you know uh david amendaloro who's on cbs sports or uh, radio whatever they call that yeah now. i don't know yes. whatever that is um he's a national host on there he had one of mm-hmm. his little clips on you know in between shows and 92.3 the fan and he actually had an interesting thought was they should play games since baseball has to fit all these games into such a small time slot they should play mm-hmm. a ton of day games. Instead of starting at 7.05 when the kids are already upstairs playing video games, have to go to bed right. an hour and a half, they should play during the day. They should play 2.05, 3.05, 4.05, 5.05 mm-hmm. to really try to draw in some younger fans. I don't think that's so there's a always a new idea, game, man. Like anticipation, like, oh, like, you know, like Bryce Harper and they play at 5.05 and then, you know, they got whoever, you know, like an hour later, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, there's just always a game on stagger them throughout the day that's a really good idea actually even if it's only one day a week they do it make it feel march madness style you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah With, you gotta get a little bit more fanfare back to the game yeah because you know look there's a tradition there's a certain tradition that baseball holds um that isn't going going anywhere i mean it's just it's, it is a sport rooted in tradition it's a sport rooted in uh you know history but i do think that they need to figure out ways to at least spice up the way we consume the game and that's absolutely and it's not like Putting and bring shot it into pitch the 21st clocks century. on pitchers, you know that's. I, I think right. they're missing the boat with what. It's not the fact that the game's two and a half hours. Is that that most of that two and a half hours is is not high action. There's no necessity to watch. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. There's no like. Uh, it's not prime time. You don't have a reason. You're not really like, oh, I have to watch it because of this or so and so player. You know, it's not nothing like that. Yeah, I think I think staggering games throughout a, at least one day a week, every single week. You know, Thursday when every day, every Thursday they're playing all day long, and you put marquee matchups on those days, and you mm-hmm. really push. The only thing they also don't do is push player versus player, even though mm-hmm. that's not really oh, how yeah. baseball works. But you could put pick a pitcher on one team and a hit on the other team, and really pump that matchup. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. 
yeah, there's there's many different avenues that they can take, and I'm sure they've thought about them. And but are they smart enough to actually implement them and take them seriously? You know, that's that is the do, big. Do question. they care enough? Yeah, I don't that know. Is the big question. Once again, I just want to sit in the stands with a hot dog. That's all I care about. Yeah, I want to squirt some mustard. Naughty, I like it. All right, um, that's right. Finally, before we get out of here, uh, Dave, we have a, a story that you are extremely excited to talk about. And I'm gonna because pull, it's personal to me. Okay, I'm gonna pull up the headline here so everybody can see it, and it okay. is from uh, this is from 19 Action News. It says Cleveland police received 526 firework complaints just between June 1st and June 21st. Dave, you are extremely excited to talk about this because all over Twitter, all I see are people saying enough for the fireworks, enough for the fireworks. And, and here's the thing: every night I hear fireworks. I don't understand what it is. It's it's unlike any other year. You know, I've lived in Cleveland for three or four years now. It's the first time I can remember hearing fireworks consistently every single night for, you know, the past month or so. You know, like, I don't understand who this is, what the purpose is, where they're coming from, how they keep getting away with it. What, what's going on here? That's well, all I, I want to know. Le- they legalized it, didn't they? I thought the law passed like about a month and a half ago that it's legal now. So it's cool and it is legal. But does that mean you should keep doing it? I mean, come on. So there's two things to this. One, I live on the east side. How many complaints were there, by the way? 526 in 20 days. I think the people have spoken. Okay. And that's that's not even all the people who have heard them. That's just people who are complaining about them. That, right. What percentage of people actually complain? 5%? You know yeah, that's I mean? right. I mean, I don't like it, but I'm not picking up my phone and calling my local congressman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> there's two things to this. One, I live on the east side. I live over in Wycliffe. And I got to be mm-hmm. honest with you, I haven't heard a single firework. I keep seeing it on really? social media, people talking about it. I haven't heard yeah. a single one. Now, as we get closer to July 4th, they will be going off constantly. And I would imagine that's probably going to start this week. Um, mm-hmm. As people go out and hit up American Fireworks, go check out that's American right. Fireworks out in Hudson. Shout out to the uh, to John and all the guys. And, and Grandma out there, who we see every single mm-hmm. year on July 4th, freak her out as my friend comes in with his long hair uh, and his cut-off nice. t-shirts. Um, <laughs> it's not this friend. It's not Dave up there. It's a different no, friend no, of long hair and uh, cut-off mm-hmm. t-shirts. Um, <laughs> I'll start hearing more and more of those as we as we get closer, but I haven't heard that many yet. Now, the other part to that, and I just alluded to it, is huge firework guy. Huge. Yeah, you're, you're that guy. I know I'm you are. We, we've talked about this, yes. <laughs> but not not all year long. I'm not going out and lighting off fireworks on every single chance I get. My my firework addiction is uh, mm-hmm. pretty much confined to July 4th because yes. we throw a big party every year. We mm-hmm. put on what I would call a... If professional shows are, are a one, we put on, or a 10, we put on about a eight and a half show. I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah, we, that's pretty good. Thanks to the fine folks at American Fireworks. Go check them out in Hudson. But we, yeah. we put on a damn good show out there. And we have gotten to the point where the, our undisclosed location had gotten to the point where hundreds and hundreds of people would come down there to this beach and watch. And then, mm-hmm. you, you know, 20, 25 boats would park out in the water and watch as well. So it's become cool and we, we do it responsibly so it's like a thing yeah yes. we do it responsibly we rope off the area where you can't go over there unless you're one of the couple of us who heard it we have it all planned out how we're going to light them off um mm-hmm. but i do understand the danger that comes along with them i just yes. like fireworks i like to hear things explode i don't i mean I, I don't i'm know. a roman candle guy myself you know i want to like uh let a burst a few of those off you know crack a few off in a, in a direction you know did you ever fire them at each other when you were a kid like do roman candle who didn't plates? of course we did yes that was that was the all the rage man you know it's one of the keep dumbest below, things ever. Keep it below the chest, you know, like you're you're all good. <laughs> I had a friend who, and I I got to look up this video somewhere. Uh, my friend, shout out to Matt Wilson, he's on Vegas now. He, we put a bottle rocket in his mouth, and he stood like uh-huh. this. 
and uh, it was just in between his lips and he, we lit it so all the sparks were shooting on his face and oh god goes, you know and takes off and he turns towards the camera and it looks like you know in the cartoons oh. when a dynamite explodes and they're all black <laughs> in their hairs it's yeah. exactly how it looked like minus the hair being out, but his face was completely black and they just crink crumble into ash worst idea ever i mean it's yeah. like ridiculous yeah. you could you can really hurt yourself doing this so if you're listening at home don't do these things don't do that yeah don't even i, I can't even stand watching those videos on twitter whenever i see them like firework accident videos even like the minor ones i'm not a fan of those no uh what was it no. jason pierre paul who blew off half, half his hand with a firework yeah in the midst yeah. of his career that mangled like thing he's got that yeah he's, yeah i mean that's part of yeah. uh part of the danger of of working with fireworks but you should always have a bucket of water by you i used to have john i Sword think that's guy. part of I think that's the allure of it. You know, it's like, yeah. a little, it's a little dangerous, you know? Yeah, 100% it is. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. it's got the roller coaster feel. It's got the, you know, yep. people, people like driving your car fast, whatever. It's got all that. The, yeah, the, it's the, all in the same thing. lane. Yep, absolutely. Hey, you know, well, before we get going, this is kind of talk. This is trending right now on Twitter. I know we got to wrap this up. Vince sure. Carter is officially retiring after 22 NBA seasons. Will, I want to know. What are your lasting memories of Vince Carter and how will you remember him? Oh, well, first of all, my son and I were at his last game at Quicken Loans Arena. Um, or now mm-hmm. Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. So I'll have Romo to let him Fijo. know that whenever the lazy bastard wakes up because he's upstairs sleeping yes. still. Um, <laughs> he was up playing Fortnite till God only knows what time. Um, so we saw that. That was awesome. Obviously the dunk in the Olympics. Um, That's, yes. That is. Uh, and then the dunk contest with the it's over. Um, mm-hmm. I will remember that. Um, but I think oh, God, my lasting awesome. memory is going to be of Vince Carter, that he was one of the few guys who you can't say hung around and diminished his legacy because that boy mm. was still dunking on people, and he was yes. still putting up twenty-point games here and there in the last couple seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I always remember him as a Raptor, but to me, do you remember when? Go ahead. Do you remember when like the Cavs played the Nets in the playoffs, and like it was uh, Vince Carter and Jason Kidd? Like we went up against, like they had Kerry Kidd. It was like oh five, oh six, right? or oh seven, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and like that was uh that was the Nets team. They had Vince Carter when the Cavs played him in the playoffs. Yeah, I think That's it was the right. Eastern Semis or something like that. I know, like I said, one of those years. But yeah, I'm with you. It's 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 too easy to remember Vince Carter for the it's over and like the Olympic, especially the Olympic dunk. Yeah. That's one of the nastiest dunks, man. You like, can jump over some jump French over guy. I mean, and make it look so baller, man. Like yeah. no pun intended, because he is playing basketball. Like it's just so nasty, you know. It's like so so much like raw power and emotion, you know, on the, on the basketball court. That's what I love about basketball, and that's what I'm going to remember Vince Carter. Yeah, I, I um, I, I, I he'll be he's he's actually one of the last of an era of basketball players that are now gone. Um, Jerry Stackhouse, Tracy yes. McGrady, uh, uh-huh. Grant Hill, um, Vince Carter is in that era. Stacy Ogman, you know, Stacey, like guys like that. Yeah, Kobe Bryant is of that era. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. So Vince, mm-hmm. it truly is the last of that era of basketball players, which for me was really the reason that basketball is my favorite sport. Um, that was when I really developed my love for it guys like nick van exel piqued my interest and then i realized oh my god there's such better players out there and then i know started watching yeah. guys you know tracy mcgrady's one of my favorite vince carter's one of my favorite so that i think mean, that's how i'm going to remember uh, vince carter but man happy retirement vince yeah 22 nba seasons that's 22 more than me that dude's going to be in the big three by next season if they play the big three. <laughs> oh, for sure. You know, he'll be out there balling with the rest of them. Weren't they supposed to do a big three house where they quarantined all the players and they played? I like didn't a see that, but I would love to watch that. You know, if that was like an actual thing. Yeah, it was supposed to. I think like, they, were, uh, they were teaming up with Big Brother. I don't uh-huh. know if this ever came to fruition, but I remember seeing the articles about it. You know, that's Ice Cube's league. If you know what big three is, it's a three on three league with like former NBA. 
excuse me, NBA players, and then like Charles Oakley's a part of it. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a bunch of Stromal Swift was in there, I believe. I mean, there's a bunch. Oh. Of, uh, Joe Johnson was in there for a little bit, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, there's yeah. a bunch of really good players in there. Um, but they uh, they, they play three on three, but they were gonna lock a, I don't know how many teams in a house and like film them Big Brother style and then have them play games. That's fantastic television. Even yeah. even outside of a quarantine, I'd watch that. Yes, yeah, sign me up. I will watch that. I will make sure I clear enough space on my DVR to accommodate uh, such a fine pr- television program. Do you still have a TiVo? What, what, <laughs> you want to put it on your yes, VCR I do. too? Yeah, last, the last time I made a search on the internet, I used my Netscape. So, Perfect. You know, um, yeah. uh, Access International, by the way. Go check it out. A-X-I-S. Yes, we got a lot of got a lot of new uh, stuff coming up soon. You know, I've been getting new stuff fast and furious. It's going to be great. Make sure you look out for that drop. It's going to be awesome. Give it about, uh, you know, I don't want to give it a time span, but just follow me at on Twitter or Instagram at members only Dave, keep your nose in it. You'll find it out soon enough. You know? Yeah. If you're looking for retro sports gear or retro concert mm-hmm. shirts or any of that stuff, but especially the sports gear at Tons. members only Dave, he's got access international up and off mm-hmm. the ground. Dave, um, yep. always fun hanging out with you. I think I, had your audio, I think I had your audio down for the first like four minutes of the show, so no one said anything. And these things happen, you know. Yeah. It's okay. One day, I swear to God, one day I'm gonna get this right. We're, hey, it's okay. You know, we're, we're we're past the soft opening, and we're we're still making it happen, and we're doing it the only way we know how. So we're gonna. It's okay. Exactly. Exactly. All right, Dave. Uh, that's it for us this week. Uh, always appreciate talking to you. You're a good man. I don't care if you wear a shirt or not. Go get yourself another puka shell necklace. All right. Thank you, man. I'm gonna go drop some coin right now. All right. See you, everybody. All right. Adios.